Hello, thank you guys so much for coming. It's really wonderful to have Jessica Hausner and the little Joe team here today. Um, we're gonna speak amongst ourselves for a little while and then we'll um, open to you guys for questions um, at towards the end. Yeah, great. So congratulations uh, to all of you on the film. Thank you. Yeah, it's really extraordinary. I, I love it so much, but I um, wanted to talk to you guys. Well, let me introduce our panelists first. So Bertrand. Um, Bertrand started, is the founder of um, the Bureau. Um, this is your second time in Cannes? You were here with the Warrior. No, Ratcatcher. You were here with Ratcatcher. Um, yeah, do you want to? Yeah, do you have a mic? Yeah, sorry. It's on French because I'm, I'm based in both countries. Great. And um, Geraldine O'Flynn, your first time in Cannes, and you associate produced um, a film, but this is your first production. Very true, yes. And your first time in Cannes, then. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, thanks very much. Um, and Geraldine Bajard, co-writer, and you and Jessica have worked together um, a number of times, so. For many years. For many <laughs> years, great. And Jessica Hausner, this is your, your Cannes regular, actually. I think you were here with your second short film um, and have screened three features here pr prior to this, but first time in competition, so congratulations. Um, we've got a clip to see from Little Joe, but do you want to set up the film really quickly and for people? How many people here have seen it already? Great. Do you want to set up the clip that we're going to see? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, set up means I just... Just, just <laughs> describe what, where we're coming in. Okay. Where we're coming in at the clip. The clip, yeah. Uh, which clip is it? Joe smelling the flowers. Okay. Um, that's quite in the beginning of the film. Um, we have already seen that uh, that the main character, Alice, she's working as a plant breather in the so-called plant house and she has invented a very special new plant. And we have heard that the plant is supposed to make people happy um, by the scent that the plant emits. And we also already saw that maybe the plant is not only doing that, but develops a sort of unpredicted behavior. So we start to understand that something is maybe wrong with the plant and it might be dangerous. And so that scene where we see Joe alone at home, alone with the plant, is um, yeah, loaded by that previous um, suspense. Right, so we'll see the clip, please. Hi, little Joe. Um, so let, can we start with um, story? It's um, such an extraordinary, uh, such an elegant, 
very simple um, concept in lots of ways, but it's just packed with all kinds of sort of different thematic explorations. Um, can you guys talk, you and Geraldine, speak a little bit about what the starting point was for the film for you? Was there a single moment of inspiration or a vi visual image? And then how did you develop uh, the screenplay from that? Um, the starting point was uh, the female character of the film. Um, I think we we decided that uh, she should be a scientist. Uh, we also thought about the Frankenstein story where the scientist creates a monster and the monster gets out of his control. And we thought if we have that female Frankenstein who created a monster, which is the plant, but she created also another monster, which is her child. So it's a specific situation that that uh, working mom she tries to take care of the plant very well, but also of her son. And so this was the starting point for the story, that she actually tries to be perfect in both, but she can't. And Geraldine, how, um, how quickly do you start working with Jessica very early on the script? Or do you come in? I mean, in, in that case, we started from the beginning and having like a stage of, with these kind of idea yeah. in, and concept in the back trying to find possibilities and making a lot of brainstorming as well. You know, we talked a lot of various possibilities in what, which kind of areas, scienti scientific areas we could work yeah. with and then found this thing with the plant in the end because it's also about genetic engineering and, yeah. you know, which is quite contemporary problems. Yeah, yeah. And just before we move off of um, Frankenstein, because it's interesting that you referenced that, and I wonder at all was were you thinking about British Gothic horror and Frankenstein if you were going to be shooting in the UK, or is that no? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, well, we also thought about uh, genre films yeah. that uh, I don't know if that genre exists. Planned horror films. Yeah. <laughs> um, Films like Little Shop of Horrors or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I mean, there are several films like that where you have that plant that starts to invade the world. The world. <laughs> um, so that was one starting point. And maybe also from that side came the idea to shoot in Eng English language. The Triffids, for example, is also uh, a film that I love a lot. Um, also the humor in it. I think the humor, for example, that the plant Little Joe in our film has uh, was also inspired by those B-movies, <laughs> if you want. Um, and the English language, yeah, we, we immediately thought, yes, it's, it could be, a, um, a, yeah, there is an English tone in it. And did you, did you write the script in German or and then translate it to English? I think we started in German and then at a certain stage it was translated and then from that on we went on in English actually and of course having native speakers yeah. adjusting and yeah. Um, Geraldine and Bertrand, can you talk a little bit about how you came to the project and at what stage you started working with Jessica? Uh, by receiving a mail from Jessica, <laughs> all companies saying, we, we have this project for Jessica Hausner, wants to shoot in the UK, we know about the type of thing you'll be doing, we, we think we, you'll be the right partner. So can you read the script? We chose a translation, but good translation. Um, so that gave us the, uh, 
uh, we have a desire because we we know the body of work of Jessica and we we are looking for distinctive directors uh, in a world where it's harder and harder to be distinctive. Um, so there was a, um, a pre-desire uh, uh, to like the script, and that and we really like the script on top of that. Even if we had to involve uh, at a later stage someone to to polish it in to make it better than the translation. Yeah. And uh, as you can see, I'm not a native English speaker, so I leave it to Geraldine to. Uh, the Irish girl. <laughs> um, well, in terms of just coming on board, I think Bertrand's probably said everything, but um, yeah, uh, then just working with Jessica from that point onwards in finding, starting to find the locations and then building the project together. And where did you shoot in the UK? Shot in Liverpool yeah. um, and in North Wales for the um, Ivan's house. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, it was great. Liverpool was fantastic. But we did, we did do a long search before we settled on Liverpool to find <laughs> the right location. And so, it's a question for all of you. And I wondered about um, challenges and also opportunities of working in a different language for you, Jessica. And um, what was it very difficult to direct uh, English-speaking actors? Um, I like the English language. I think it's. Um, very like compared to German, it's short, precise, without being banal. In German, you have to build more complicated sentences for the same thing. So I felt it very comfortable to work in English language. I liked my dialogues better in English than they were in German. <laughs> and also working with the actors, um, it felt very natural. I think that anyway, in my films, the the style and the aesthetics are very much in the foreground. And, and the actors sort of have to adapt to, to that um, kind of working because it's a, like when we shoot a scene, it's a sort of choreography, um, a ballet that, that, that is being... Um, and the actors have to um, repeat the scenes very often. And I think that kind of working needs actors that are very uh, strong and that stay alive throughout that whole process and that fight against me in a way. They don't let themselves be controlled by me. So that was very important. And I think Emily Beecham, for example, she, she did that really well. I think at some point she just didn't listen to me anymore. <laughs> and that was good. Brilliant. So we'll, I would like to come back and talk about the actors, but can you talk about um, were there challenges for you guys as producers um, the, the around language? One of the challenges was to the, the, there was a lot of enthusiasm about uh, Jessica making her first uh, foray into the English language from BFI, BBC. So uh, there was a lot of support from the start uh, in terms of uh, the financial means to make it right. The challenges for us was uh, uh, Jessica's a uh, uh, very clear uh, uh, mind about uh, how to make a film and it's the first time I work with a director who's as storyboarded before the locations. Yeah. Most of the time uh, directors you cast, you, then you finance, if cast is important for financing, then you scout according to the script, you find the location and then sometimes you have someone drawing the uh, storyboard according, according to the locations you found. 
But here now, she had a film in her head, and she worked very, very closely with her DOP, and she had every frame of the film before we even had any location. So we had to find locations adapting to the storyboard and not the other way around. That was one of the challenges, I can say, right? Yeah. And a good learning curve. The, um, the greenhouse locations, the, the lab locations are incredible. Did you, where were those? Where did you find those? The greenhouse inside was shot in Austria, yeah. in Vienna. Um, and the exterior actually should have been shot in the UK, and we did have a very nice location for that. But then, unfortunately, the shooting was cancelled, so they didn't want us anymore. So we had to change in the last moment to shoot that yeah. exterior in Austria, and it was a lot photoshopped, so it's, it's uh, not really yeah. what you see. And the, the science, I thought, was very interesting because it's, while it is clearly a scientific environment, it also is so, like, your film's so beautifully designed in every detail, it's so um, clearly thought about. But I loved the outfits that the characters were wearing because they weren't your normal lab coats, were they? Can you talk a little bit about production design and how you work with your designer to create this? And your costume designer, who I think you know very well. Yes. Collaborating with your sister. <laughs> Yes, Tanja Hausner is the costume designer, she's my sister. She also worked on all of my films, as well as the DOP, Marking yeah. Schlacht, and the set designer, Katharina Wöppermann. Yeah. So I think that it's important for me that uh, we have over the years built up a certain style, and we, I think with every film we go one step further, and with Little Joe, I think we try to create an even more surrealist world than in the films before. So in the beginning, we sit together, and my sister, she's the one who brings a lot of visual material. She collects images and photos from books, from newspapers, and throws them on the table, and then we start to discuss. And I remember she had one picture. It was, I think, a fashion shooting or something, and there was a model, and she had that red hair and the so, so strange Beatles haircut, quite old-fashioned, but also very stylish. Yeah. That was one starting point. We thought, mm, that's a good haircut. Yeah. Because uh, we obviously, we try to find a style that you cannot pin to one moment in history mm -hmm. or to one place. It's, I try to make a film that, yeah, it can take place 10 years ago or maybe in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it's not specifically set this set in the UK, but that is transportable. Mm. Because what I like to do is to make films that are more like fairy tales. Um, the nowadays moment is that the breeder is a, a genetician, but she could as well be a witch who created that red plant. The, um, I thought Emily's, the costumes that she had on, the clothes that she had on were so brilliant, sort of bold, blocky colors. And that was clearly so important um, in the physical spaces that she was in. Can you talk about um, her, how you um, conceptualized her look in particular? Um, well, <laughs> as I said, the starting point was the hair. And um, also since we knew Emily Beecham would play the role, um, and she has that red hair. So the next idea was that then the coats of the people who work in the planters should be green. Yeah. Because it's a very soft green because the green and the red hair go well together and the plant has, is a red flower mm. on, a, on a green stem. Um, but then, of course, it shouldn't be just red and green and white. So my sister came up with those crazy blouses <laughs> in pink and 
yellow and yes i i remember one comment uh about the the shirt of of chris uh, the character played yeah. by ben wishaw he's wearing at some point uh, a yellow striped shirt and someone said oh that's ridiculous that makes him look ridiculous and i think it doesn't look ridiculous at all because it's not it's not a psychological costume design it doesn't say anything about him it just says any something about the style it's the contrary of a of a costume design this that just describes the character of the of the people yeah. of the roles um and there Going back to actors and casting, um, Kit is extraordinary. He's really great. The um, child in the film uh, who plays Joe. How did you work? How did you find him? And how did you work with him to get that sort of sh subtle shift in behavior yeah. from after he sniffs the flower? Um, we 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 made castings with with a lot of young boys. Jesse Frost was working on the casting, and. Uh, and Kit was, it was very clear to me that he was able to, to understand, to psychologically understand that the situation of the film, that that young boy pretends to be who he is in a way, but then it's also natural for him to change because he's growing up. And Kit was really amazing. When I remember when we were sitting down together, like him and Emily Beecham and me to talk about some scenes, I felt like talking to an adult. He he understood it all so well. And How old is he? Fourteen. Yeah. And when the the questions he asked me were really professional, and I think I was I was very astonished about him. And I think he plans. He already wrote his own script. He plans right. to be a filmmaker. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. And what about um, the rest of the cast? Um. Well, Emily Beecham. I met her. Um, uh, because also because of the bureau, um, you co-produced um, or you produced Daphne. Yeah, we produced a film called Daphne, and she, that was pretty much her first feature. Um, uh, she had a small part in Hail Caesar, uh, and we we came across her many times in festivals, and 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 uh, and. So we ended up knowing her a bit personally, and and we thought that she could really, really respond uh, to the material. And having this kind of uh, um, specificity that way, where there's a lot going on, you can shoot what's going on in your head. Yeah. So which is which is kind of yeah. difficult. Yeah, it's, especially it's, also like what I said before in that strict sort of mise en scène. It's very important that she, like, yeah, as you said, her face is, there's so much going on in it. There's, it's so much alive. Because I, I obviously tell the actors very precisely where to go when. So it's important that, that she stays within her own personality a lot. Yeah. How do you um, rehearse with your actors? Do you do a lot of rehearsal before you're on set? Um, not very much. The, for me, the casting process is the rehearsal. I take very much time to find the right actors. Sometimes I think I, it's as if I worked with non-professional actors because also when you do that, you really have to look for the person who incorporates the role without effort. So I prefer to do that. I try to find actors who already really bring 90% of what I need. And then it's only uh, like a little bit of more like this, more like that. But I don't, 
start from zero to create a character with an actor. I try to find an actor that easily goes with the role. So that's the, the more important process for me. The rehearsal is more to get to know each other a little bit and to, <laughs> I don't know, have talked about the scenes. And then on set, we take a lot of time to rehearse every scene because some of the scenes are long. When you guys write um, together, particularly here where there's comedy, do you, what's that process like? And do, do you know when you've hit the right notes in terms of the comedy? I think so. When we both have yeah. to laugh, then it's yes. right. If yeah, when only exactly. I laugh or only she laughs, yes, then, then there is a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not funny. Yeah, but that's but that's the important process, I think, that... Uh, like if I would work alone, I would not be able to like judge a little bit from outside what what ideas I have. And since we work together, we sort of observe each other. And and only when we both have the feeling now we are going on the right track, then we continue. Yeah, great. Um, and this I just have to ask because this is you've been um, in Cannes first time in competition, and I am curious because it's the moment obviously that people see your film for the first time um, and you're in front of 2,000 people. First of all, is that terrifying? Um, it felt less. Yeah. I was told yeah. before that it's 2,000 people, then I thought, that's 2,000 people. <laughs> and did you feel, watching the film with the audience, did you feel that they were responding in the way, particularly around humour, that you expected? Yes. Yeah. That was, that was the most important thing to me, that uh, the humor works and that the audience laughs at the moments that we wanted them to laugh. Um, anyway, the, that moment when the film is shown the first time to a real audience, even though it's a lot of professionals, but still they are real human beings. <laughs> so it, it does tell a lot about how the film really is, is received or how the people can respond to it. So it's, it's the moment of the birth of the film actually yes and what about um for you got you two is it different for a producer taking a film to competition bertrand for example than taking a film to a different section of can um, i must say as a, as so i'm french i work in the uk half of the time i don't know if there are french people in the audience but it's really cool to be in competition as a french person with not a french film the pressure is so cool. <laughs> Nobody's excited to go to the Austrian UK party in the French industry, so I have no pressure. <laughs> no, I don't have 50 requests for one ticket that I can handle. So, and, and, and I didn't steal, we didn't steal the, the slot of any French film. So the pressure is really, it's really good. Just the logistics of getting to the actual yeah. screening day is kind of the, um, the thing that is the most surprising, I think. The negotiation of the 45 most important seats in the in the cinema lumiere is yeah. took us four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of producers. That's the as biggest well. stress yeah. of it yeah. all. We, yeah, a, a multi-country co-production. Lots of producers. Lots of financiers. And yeah, yeah so but that was. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, did you have one of those moments that I hear producers talk about where you're carrying the DCP under your arm on the on the plane? No, that's terrifying. No, we not okay. not quite. Although Jessica was um, grading and doing sound until very close to the end, yeah. so I went over to Vienna um, about two weeks before Cannes, and we watched it in the cinema there and kind of did some work. But um, no, it wasn't a last-minute dash, thankfully. Fantastic. Um, so 
you talked about working with your, your core team and you guys have worked together loads. Um, did they come to the festival with you? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the DOP, Martin Schlacht, is here. And also Tanja, the costume designer, Tanja Hausner. And um, also the two designers of the plant, yeah. Marco Waschke, his name sounds German, but he lives in the UK for 20 years. He designed the real plant. And then there was a VFX specialist, and he animated the plant. Yeah. He was here too. I, I remember we when we did this VFX thing, he I, I showed him Little Shop of Horrors because I said the plant should be slightly ridiculous. It should move like a like a puppet, like when a sort of a Pinocchio thing when a puppet yeah. comes to life, and not super realistic. I preferred to have a slight irony in that. Yeah. And I think he did very well. <laughs> so was that digitally done? Yes, the movement was digitally, di digitally. But the but the plants, like the other Marco, he had to build. I I don't know. We had five different stages: the small plant, the half opened, and the fully opened, and a thousand pieces each. Yeah. So he had to build them all in his studio together with his assistants. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you, speaking of the plant, did you work with scientists in the research stage or what kind of research did you do? I knew nothing about plants. And uh, so I had to start from zero. I met uh, people who work in plant breeding. Um, we also went to Holland to meet some of those bigger facilities who they, where they produce large amounts of flowers and uh, I also talked to genetic scientists right. for plant genetics but also human genetics there was one neurologist on our team because we always it was important to find that link between the plant and the human how can realistically speaking a plant infect a human being that was a difficult task so we were thinking like they were thinking about it for a while and came up with the idea that it could be a plant virus that mutates in a way that it can affect the human brain. Did we, was it important to you that, the, that there be a logic to the science and that the science, there be a sort of underpinning that might be realistic? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, I didn't want to go directly into a, a science fiction film. It was very important for me that it, we stay at some point on a realistic base because that's how an audience can start to ask themselves, what should I believe now? Should I believe the science of it or should I believe the psycholog psychological interpretation? Both had to be very plausible or, li or, or possible yeah. in order to create that confusion, confusion in, this, in the audience. There is so much in the film thematically and for audiences to read, their, have their own interpretations. I mean, for me, I was really interested also in what it says about motherhood and working motherhood. Um, but also, is it, have, there, have there been any, any interpretations that have surprised you guys? No? But the drug thing, maybe the... Drug thing and, and this kind of addiction to uh, antidepressants. Yeah. I was surprised about this reading yeah. that it went so far that people read this into the, 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 the into the film. Yeah, yeah, from the film. Sorry, yeah. I was also surprised, but then maybe it's a valid interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's also this kind of maintaining to keep on track. Yeah, uh, thing in the interpretation linked to this uh, antidepressant thing. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised by 
uh, a critic who didn't like the film, notably because there can't be a dog in such a high-tech environment. <laughs> <laughs> What's he? But he, Bell, I think Bellows got a good shot for the palm dog. Yeah, yeah definitely. We can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we're gonna. Do we? Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. We money, dog biscuits. Um, to Wendy. We'll open to questions from the audience. I'll give you a plant, Wendy. Do we have a microphone? Yeah. Great. Amazing. Thank you. It's nice to hear a, a multinational uh, group of people come together to make this film. I was interested in the fact that you chose to do it in the UK, and I see the BBC were one of the producers behind the film. Is that right? I was just wondering how complicated the financing or how challenging the financing was, and whether that was part of your decision to film in the UK. Maybe the other way around, we, we decided we would like to shoot in the UK and shoot in English language, and then we started to find financing in the UK. And was that quite a straightforward? Yes, yes, mainly because uh, there, is a a, there is a lot of support uh, also on, on Austria and from Germany, so we didn't have to fully finance the film uh, from the UK, but the bit we had, which was around 40%, uh, maybe 45%, uh, BBC, as I said earlier, BBC and BFI really backed the vision of of, uh, of Jessica and knew. I, I was really uh, happy to see how knowledgeable the people at the BFI, um, Isabel Davis, Mary uh, Burke, or, or, or at the BBC, uh, Rose Garnett, knew about uh, all of the films from Jessica, who's an Austrian director, shooting, having shot in, Aus in Austria or in French, in, in German or in French. But they were really, sometimes I... I, I I always wonder, because there is such a limited amount of uh, uh, foreign films released uh, in the UK, how knowledgeable the people in the industry are about European cinema, much more than, than the idea I could, uh, I could form about it. So that was a, a no-brainer, to be honest. Thank you. Great. Other questions from you guys? I'm happy to keep asking, but put your hands up, because I don't want to... Yeah, go for it. I'm just curious with your writing process because you've been collaborating, you know, how do you physically do that? Do you sort of do one draft and then pass it back and forth? Do you sit in the same room? Do you act out dialogue together? We we sit in the same room but uh, mostly talking in the beginning. Then I take some time to do some of the writing, then I send it to Geraldine. She also like sort of includes her ideas, then we meet again, and then we do again that that talking. But while we talk, we also like have our computer open and do changes in the scenes. But for me, it's important that we have those times where we discuss it, so the time of reflection and creating new ideas together. But then I also have to sort of have a certain time for myself where I can rethink it all. And then I send it back to Geraldine, and she rethinks it all. <laughs> How long does that process take? Or is it different with every film? I think two years from, from the moment we had the, uh, the basic concept, it was two years then from that on, yeah. where it was clear where we're going to go and what was the main direction and idea. And but little Joe, we talked about it before, was, was a 
the slightly complicated development of the script because it was not very obvious for us in the beginning how to tell that story of people that are supposed to change but then they don't change at all. So it was always that question, what do we actually see and what do we want the, the audience to think of it? Yeah. And I think we, we kept moving back and forth, <laughs> adding scenes, deleting scenes, so we, we, we tried to find the balance there. And, and to work on this process of uh, many varia varia variations on the same theme, you yeah. know, not to have these echoes and, yeah. Was, was there anything that you wanted to do on the film that you couldn't do for any reason, either production or um, a scene? Mm. Yes. I remember there should have been one scene uh, that takes place at the flower fair. They always keep talking about that flower fair, but we never see it, which was not planned in the script. There was a scene at the flower fair in the end, but the flower fair that we found looked so crappy that we finally couldn't edit it in the film. It would have destroyed the whole visual specific look of the film. Yeah. And also it was supposed to happen in Holland, but it's such a big business there that having a Having a film crew uh, messing up even for a few hours was very. Uh, it would have been a, an amazing. It would have have to buy all the flowers and, and it would ruin the BBC yeah. to do so. So. Uh. <laughs> were there were there th uh, moments that were challenging for you guys as producers in terms of shoot? I guess first is learning the process, kind of, you know, it's a different crew coming in. For me, I certainly learned a lot of German in the process because all of Jessica's regular collaborators, they all speak German together. So um, I got much better by the end. Um, but we had a fantastic crew that we kind of, you know, um, joined onto the, the crew that came in and it was just a really good collaboration. Um, and, uh, you know, it's challenging at the beginning, I think, when we were in early kind of very early prep or kind of the late stages and looking for the locations and, you know, not necessarily having Jessica with us all of the time. So, it, you know, yeah. each moment of kind of research or whatever was quite intense. And then, you know, there'd be periods of, um, you know, not having her around again. So it was good when we had her. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's uh, exciting to work with directors who have a clear vision. It's maybe, maybe hard to get to it, but the worst is to work with directors who change their mind and have very um, floppy ideas and, and, and don't really know and are still searching and are never satisfied with, with location because they think that the more locations they're going to see, the better the film will be. Where Jessica, she clearly knows what she wants. <coughs> and until she wants, she's not happy. But once she's got it, that's, that's, that's uh, very easy to, uh, to, she's very easy to work with in that sense because she clearly knows what she wants. And I mean, when you look at the film, it's kind of obvious. Does that, um, do you show the, the very specific storyboards to your actors when they read the script or do they get visual references? Only no. for fun. I showed yeah. Emily the way I portrayed her in the storyboard, like <laughs> with that. The hair. mushroom hair. Yeah, the cool haircut. <laughs> no, I don't show them. I, I try to have this, for me it's important that there is a sort of tension between what I do with, with the DOP the, yeah. like the setup of the camera and the, the way we film the room. And the other side are the actors who should really not be concerned too much about what we do yeah. <laughs> with the camera. I tell them what I would like them to do, but then it's also important that they 
forget about me and the camera again. Yeah. And is it, do you, because you worked in, were they in the house? Was it sets or were you on location in a house? The house of Alice? Yeah. That was uh, a real house. And that looks like quite a sort of tight space mm. to shoot in. Was that difficult in those spaces to get At the kind of space? Point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was very tight. I think in the basement was all the technicians and we were shooting in the yeah. first floor. Was that a challenge for Kit, for instance, because it was newer for him? He's so super yeah. professional and cool, I think. <laughs> he, he took it all very easily. We, of course, we had those chaperons, like yeah. we had to work within certain hours with the kids. But Kit himself uh, and also his mother, she was very supportive. They always like went with the flow. They they yeah. could. They were. She was very supportive as well. His yeah. mother. Um, I'm curious. What was we got a question here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, most of it was shot in. It was an interior shoot mostly. So I wondered what it was about Liverpool that made you shoot it there because the characters obviously weren't scouters or anything. So what was yeah, it about well, Liverpool? That's what I said before. It should have been the plant house exterior in Liverpool. And that's the location that we lost. But by then we had already scouted all the other locations over there. So by now there is no reason why we shot in Liverpool. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah. How long was the shoot? How many days did you actually shoot for? How many days? Mm. Seven weeks, yeah. no. 35 days. What was the most pleasurable thing for each one of you guys about the, the shoot or from start to finish on the project? Or a particular moment that stands out? It was all really difficult. The, the loss of a glass house location, that was yeah. a particular moment. Yeah, it was not pleasurable. No. For me, it, like um, my day-to-day -day job is head of production of the bureau. So what was really nice was being on set yeah. and being part of that crew and kind of, you know, properly kind of getting involved and getting my hands dirty. And um, it's, you know, they were a great crew in terms of camaraderie and it was just a very nice kind of vibe to be around. Yeah. yeah. What one of my best souvenir is in the pub when Ben Wishow has a drink at the beginning of the film with, with uh, Millie Beecham and he leans towards her to kiss. And there was a whole choreography of all the extras. So that at this particular moment, and it's really, I mean, when you look at it, it seems like, so what? But really to fix this moment when everybody's natural, don't look behind, and it works like a choreography so that someone is just in front of them at the moment is about to kiss her so that you don't really know. I mean, it, is, it, it took a lot of time, but, it is, but uh, just evidence to me how peculiar and accurate and, and distinctive uh, Jessica's work is. Yeah. I enjoyed working with the actors. We had a very good understanding, yeah. a mutual understanding, and that felt very yeah, encouraging. I, I enjoyed it very much. It was also very much fun. David Winmott, he entertained us all. He's, he's um, very funny, he's yeah. Carl, so he's not only funny in the film, also when you work with him. Like, we were always happy when he appeared <laughs> because his jokes were brilliant. And what about you, Geraldine? I mean, I, I was not on, on the shoot except in Liverpool. But to see that it's like what you have in mind is so pre so close to what you imagined and also the visuality of it, yeah. the world, the cosmos of it is so, I, I was very happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that's also interesting to say that also Geraldine works on when we work on a script, her vision is also very visual. Yeah. It's like she, I think, also thinks in images, and that, that is also what makes it possible that we work together. We got a question here. Hi, uh, my question is um, during the writing process all the way through to finish, were you, did you ever change the ending of your story or were you always committed to the choice you made? I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, uh, the choice that you made at the very end. Mm, you mean the very, very end? Or well, uh, how it concludes. Was, did, you, did it always conclude the way that way, or did the script ever go through changes? Did you ever question ah. how you wanted it to end? I think that the f now that you ask that questions, I think there was a very uh, a ver version very many years ago, a first idea that people threw themselves from a rooftop in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do that. Um, so, but then, since we really focused on developing the story together, I think it was that ironic happy end that was that was important. I always thought I I think at one time I wanted the film to be named Happy End, but then Haneke made the film Happy End, so I couldn't just copy him. Now it's Little Joe. Other questions from you guys? You talked about um, the visual sense of humor that you have also, that Geraldine has also. And how do you, ex do you guys express that in the script or, or your scripts so that the um, reader can get a sense of what you're seeing or is it more sort of dialogue and blocking in the script? I think we try to express that. Or? Yeah. And there is a certain tone, it's very laconic as well. When you, when you read the scripts, it's, very, it's not like a lot of words around. Yeah. It's so there is a certain rhythm in it. So when you read it, I think the, the irony and the humor yeah. is understandable or you can grasp it quite yeah. quickly. I, I hope so. <laughs> Was that your experience as well, too, that you could start to see what the world looked like when you're reading the script as well? Easier to have seen Jessica's film before, to understand yeah. the style of, of, not only of the film itself, but whether the, the, the humor, this very special humor, uh, uh, works. And maybe because, uh, uh, maybe the fact that Geraldine is French and, and, and Australian in English, there's a mixture of that makes this humor uh, I wouldn't qualify. I know, for instance, French humor is about uh, mocking people. Uh, British humor is about uh, self, you know, uh, self-derision. How do you say self-derision? Mocking uh, yourself. Yeah, mocking yourself, mostly. But that's interesting. Austrian humor is also about mocking yourself. Yeah. You make fun about yourself. I had that feeling that I sort of relate to the so-called English dark humor. And me too, yeah. though I'm French. <laughs> are, there, are there English... Uh, film comedies that you think okay that's very funny the Ealing comedies yeah I like those a lot yeah great well, same for you Jody yes yeah <laughs> um so I we have time for a couple more questions from you guys 
Thank you. Um, I thought it was great that you've got a female scientist, um, but I'm also quite interested in if it's possible to, because there's a bit of a growing anti-science, um, anti-research um, development sort of thing going on in, in, in the world, in America particularly. Uh, do you think it's possible to make a film where it's shown in a really positive light? I've not seen the film, so I don't know how it's portrayed yet. But is, do you think it's possible to show something that's uh, still quite cutting edge and still got quite a bit of juicy uh, story to it, and yet it would show it in a very sort of GMO, that type of thing, you'd research in a positive light? Um, when I talked to scientists, um, I remember we also at some point met uh, some people that work for Greenpeace, because we, of course, wanted to have different sides about gene technology. And I have to say, the interesting thing about the research was, at some point, everyone is right. There are dangers to gene technology that scientists cannot foresee, that is sure. But there are advantages as well. They develop very important medicine, for example, and, and other things for mankind that are important, you know, that's that's the interesting thing about it. And that is also what interested me about the topic, that you cannot easily judge it. You have to see it from different sides and different truths exist at the same time. I felt like that was a very strong, I mean, it's very different from lots of your work in many ways, but that feels like a real link with other films, that yeah. sort of two sides and not quite sure how to read a situation. Do you see this as having a really strong relationship to, to your other work? Yes, I yeah. would say that's the thin red line <laughs> between all my films that I try to find those contradictory moments. Also in Lourdes, someone gets up from a wheelchair, there is a medical explanation or you might think it's a miracle and God did it. So it's always about this like posing two different opinions against each other. Mm. Even my first feature film about a young girl who kills her parents, <laughs> um, you can interpret her as a psychopath or you can say she's just a teenage girl who lost her control and, and some stupid moment. Mm. So you, I always try to find stories or the way I, I try to, to tell them is that I... I sort of challenge the audience by giving them at least two possibilities to interpret the film. Mm. You also have such a so many strong, complex female protagonists in your films. Um, is that something that is important to you, film to film, or is it just characters that are emerging that you're interested in? Um, I, I think it comes quite naturally because yeah. it's my point of view. Um, I didn't think about that when I was younger, but now I think it becomes more and more important for me because I understand that those female characters um, are complex and I'm, I, it's, a, yeah, it's a passion to, to create those characters and also to have that female point of view as a female director. Great. Well, huge congratulations to you all and thank you so much for coming today to talk about the film. Thank you. Thank you.